It's time for the Baldcast with the bald predictor himself, JT Wilcox. Going bald never sounded so good. I was just a shorty that was new to the game, but I was true to the game, so yep, I can do the same. What up, what up, what up? You heard correct, the Baldcast with JT Wilcox here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, uh, March 8th. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody in. Uh, apologies on a couple things uh, before we get started. One, I apologize for my voice uh, and any sniffs, any sniffles that you hear uh, during today's podcast. I'm trying to fight off a uh, stuffy nose, like a head cold thing going on. So I'm trying to fight that off. So yeah, I apologize for my voice if it sounds any different. And I apologize for any sniffles that you hear uh, while we're recording today. Uh, secondly, I uh, want to apologize for the um, inconsistency uh, with the broadcast schedule. Still trying to work some things out. I'm still I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to tell you guys what's really going on behind the scenes here. Uh, you know, but uh, once I once I'm once I'm able to, I will definitely uh, give everyone out there that information. Give you guys a lowdown on all the things that we're dealing with here. Uh, but <laughs> but we we definitely. Keep moving forward. Have a great show uh, for you today. Uh, one that um, I, I look forward to since last week, as soon as we got it set up, and one that I think will be a great benefit to all of our high school student athletes, especially the males. The females can get a lot out of today's show too. But really the males, talking to our, our, the young fellas, the guys, the young men, uh, that are coming up in this next generation. I uh, definitely want you guys to to give today's podcast a full listen uh, because we have a great show with a great guest with a great topic uh, lined up, and we're going to be joined by him shortly. Uh, but before we do, a little bit of housekeeping, uh, I guess, if you will, some stuff that went on. Definitely want to share some quick opinions about. Uh, first and foremost, Aubrey Hill, who we've, on the last ball cast, we talked about him not or not yet going to Marshall. Um, well, he he went to Marshall. That became official uh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. But then it came out late last night, confirmed early this morning, that he's leaving Marshall, Aubrey Hill leaving Marshall and taking the wide receiver coach job at FIU. So didn't even really probably get – an ID card there with the thundering herd, and now he's coming back uh, to be the new wide receivers coach on Butch Davis's FIU staff. Listen, great move, uh, I think, for everybody involved. Uh, I'm sure Marshall hates that they're losing out on getting a guy like Aubrey Hill, um, but I'm sure that this FIU job was just too good to turn down. I mean, you're talking about right here at home. I mean, he could stay in his same home that he's been living in uh, the past couple of years, he can still stay in that home if he wants to uh, by just going to work at FIU every day. Uh, so I know his family is happy that they don't have to move uh, and uproot. I know he has a young a young child there uh, in the home, so I know being able to be right there with him each and every day, uh, right there with his family, his wife, uh, those are big things that weighed into it. And not only that, Marshall Marshall's good. You know, they're, they're a good school, good program. Uh, but then you look at what FIU is trying to do right now, especially what Bush Davis has planned, and you think about a guy like Aubrey Hill, who I, I've spoken about and written about as being just this great leader, and he is a great leader. And you bring him in 
to be the wide receivers coach, but he's one of those guys that can be an associate head coach. He's one of those guys that can recruit this area. He, he, he's done it already. He did it when he was at Duke, when he was at UM, when he was at Florida. He's recruited this area. So now, not instead of having to travel, like, okay, I got to come down here, make a special trip, come to Florida, try to catch as many games, try to go to as many schools as I can. He's right here. So he now has the benefit of saying, okay, it's Thursday, Friday night during the season. We can go and catch this game, watch these handful of kids that we want to see, and then be right back at right here at home on Saturday for game day. And if, if depending on the time of the game, he can go catch a game on Saturday if his schedule allowed him to do so. So uh, Aubrey Hill staying here at FIU, huge news. Uh, I mean, and it comes on the heels of Kevin Beard being offered and taking the job. He was a wide receivers coach at FIU, um, but the job comes open at University of Tennessee. Uh, so Kevin Beard, KB, takes that job, opens the door back at FIU. Aubrey Hill leaves Marshall, comes to FIU. So a uh, lot of good stuff happening for our area coaches. It, it continues. I mean, we, we talked about at least – I know early in my career, um, one of the things that I always thought about, man, we have all these great coaches down here but it doesn't seem like they get a fair shake at trying to move on to that next level. Well, business is definitely picked up in that regard uh, because now starting it off with Telly Lockett and then Ice Harris twice, um, you know, Telly, then Ice twice, then now with uh, Kevin Beard and Aubrey Hill. I mean, so it's <laughs> Damon Cogdale twice now, you know. So it's, it's great to see our coaches getting that opportunity to go on and pursue coaching at that next level. Uh, I know it means a lot to them. So, again, once again, congratulations, Coach Arbor Hill, right here at FIU. That's that's huge, man. That's huge. So, moving on from that, I uh, want to set the table just a little bit for our guests, and I want to bring him in here. Uh, don't want to waste any time. want to get right to it with him because I'm just so excited about uh, this topic of discussion. Uh, one thing that I really hope to – that you guys glean and pick up from me, even just through listening uh, to the ball cast and just maybe seeing me out uh, at games when I'm, I'm covering games at different events, uh, is that trying to be a stand-up guy, trying to be a man that, uh, you know, carries himself in a respectful way, uh, treats others with respect, and just truly be an example uh, of manhood, of brotherhood uh, for our young men out here. Uh, and so within that, and it definitely comes from my background, and a lot of people will know and will say, well, you know, Wilcox comes from, you know, with his family, you know, and my dad, who I give all the credit for in terms of where I am in my career right now, he definitely opened the door. But beyond that, he set such a great example for me and left, blazed this great trail for me to walk in in terms of what it meant to be a man of valor, a man of value, uh, and a man of virtue, uh, and he set a great example of that. So I tried to walk in his <laughs> giant footsteps uh, every day and just try to add as, as much as I can to the legacy that he left and try not to take anything away, anything away from it. Uh, so when I was contacted um, by this young man, and I call him a young man because he's, he's older than me, a little bit older than me, but he's still a young man in life, um, with this book that he had written, and this, this idea and this event that he had going on, and I said, this is something that I totally have to get behind. I, I started doing my research on it. 
uh, on him. And, and I just totally, totally was just impressed and, and th- thoroughly impressed and totally just, like, just right behind him with everything that he was saying and what he was doing that I had to bring him in so he can share with you guys what he has going on because, I, like I said, I think it's such a great idea. I think it hits on such a poignant topic that our young men definitely need to hear. Uh, young men all the way up to old men, not just, like I said, it's for our high school guys that I want to really drive it home to, but it's just for our men in general uh, to hear. So I bring in and I welcome with great pleasure uh, Mr. Chase Scott, uh, author, uh, authorized minister, just all-around motivational speaker, all-around great dude. Chase Scott, thanks so much for joining the broadcast with J.T. Wilcox today. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. It's such a tremendous honor. Well, well, listen, when when you sent me uh, the press kit with everything included in it, I mean, with the handwritten note, I mean, it was just, it was it was awesome. I was thoroughly impressed, just humbled by it, that the fact that you thought about me uh, to send it my way was just awesome. Um, so just just kind of tell everybody, just introduce yourself to everybody real quick because I have so much I want to talk to you about and ask you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, again, my name is uh, Chase Scott, and, you know, what we were talking about is uh, basically a project that I've been working on for a couple of years now and um, this whole idea of a, the new guide code, and it was kind of really a pushback against the culture of this idea of a guide code that was basically rooted in this um, in the idea that we – um, as men should have these odd relationships with uh, with women, uh, despite the fact that they are our sisters and our mothers and our daughters. And so the, the new guy code concept is ultimately about how do we teach a generation of young men the importance of honor and, and respect in women. And so especially, you know, a day like today, International Women's Day, I think there's uh, so, many, so much that we can reflect on. And so, you know, none of us are here. Ultimately, it's <laughs> impossible for us to be here without them nurturing and the uh, support of a woman. So uh, getting back to that idea of uh, how we are to interact around with uh, sisters and daughters and the appropriate way to interact with them. Right. And one thing that, that you wrote in, in that note you wrote to me and then, like I said, doing my research on your project about, you know, the way music and culture has kind of really yeah. bombarded our youth with these ideas or these images uh, of what interactions with women between men and women are supposed to be. And, and I think it's totally gotten away from what it was not even, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago. And it's kind of warped our, a lot of our youth's view on relationships now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so strange because it's, uh, it's I, you know, where we are now, I think, for me to say this, sometimes it's almost as I'm supposed to, as if I'm supposed to feel weird about saying this when ultimately, you know, where we are now is, is a complete betrayal of, of, of manhood. I think where there's uh, generations before us who understood that it, you were supposed to respect the woman. I mean, we, you know, again, what, what they represent to us, uh, pre, you know, prior generations would take pride in the fact that women will t- were well taken care of and that women uh, were, were protected and that they, women were honored. And so that was the expectation of the time. And somehow we, we fell off, and, you know, we, we are in a scary place. But, you know, it's, uh, I think it's also our job to bring us back to that place of teaching honor and respect again. Right. I mean, because you look at especially with athletes, and, and like I, I said earlier in the podcast today, I, I implored uh, all of our, our student athletes, high school student athletes, to really listen to this one today because we've seen uh, our pro athletes go through 
these issues with domestic violence and treatment of women. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> like I said, it's presented this image of, and yes, they've been, to a degree, they've been vilified for their actions uh, and Absolutely. had to face the re- repercussions of those, their actions. But it still needs to, there's still work to be done so that these things don't even happen in the first place. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you said that. I don't think I had mentioned to you, but I'm, I'm actually speaking to a young football team tomorrow morning. So that was a, just a great opportunity in itself. But I, I think you're, you're right. And um, as I, you know, just prepping for that talking, the important thing, and let me, let me say this uh, to that. I think, you know, especially since we, we've seen cases in the past over the past couple of years, I, I think there is this um, concept of what you know the, the trouble that athletes get into, and, and part of the, the the reason why we see it is because obviously they're public places and they're public figures. Uh, but you know, the sad the sad reality is that the the numbers are, are still terrible. No matter you know whether you're it's athletic or non-athletic, it's, it's something that we're dealing with society, and that's just in our culture, in our county, in our country, but all over the world. And so for athletes in general, I, I think it's important, especially us as male athletes, who, uh, those who have a presence and those who have a platform, to make it uh, popular to, for people to know that, you know, you're, uh, that we, we should interact with women differently. You know, women should not be at risk around us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not manly at all. Exactly. As we're talking with Chase Scott, uh, author, minister, uh, motivational speaker, author of the book, Honor the New Guy Code. Uh, definitely, uh, it's, it's on my list to read. I have some other books, but I'm, I'm, put, I'm pushing this one to the front because yeah. I, I, I'm doing the research on it, and, and you, I, I'm fully behind your idea here. Um, now, one thing I'll say, and I'll share with you really quick, um, I, I'm married. I've been married now for going on three years. It'll be three years this yeah. June. Uh, and my wife is actually my high school sweetheart. And uh-huh. I can actually say, and listen to, listening to one of your speeches about, you know, you think about fathers and they put up this big wall uh, that we as men have to climb to try to get to the heart of the woman that yeah. we're interested in. And it made me think back mm-hmm. on my relationship with my wife, like I said, growing up, growing up through high school and, you know, dealing with her parents. Uh, she came from a great family background, so yeah. she had a high expectations. Her family, her parents had high expectations for the person that she chose. And to me... Now, uh, in being able to introduce her as my wife, given all yeah. the things that we went through before, all the hurdles and obstacles that we overcame, I, I, there's a great sense of pride in me. And I've actually had people kind of laugh whenever I introduce her. Yeah, this is my wife, uh, right. Nakia, because there's a sense of pride there. And I think that's what we need to get back to. And I think that's what your book kind of pushes people towards. Absolutely. You know, and I, I would say just like, you know, I want to applaud you because, I, you know, you're, you're definitely setting the right example. And, um, you know, I, I love what you're doing. I love what you represent with your life and with your with your marriage. Um, but, you know, similar, I had, um, you know, my, my I think my parents, my dad in particular, was just such a great example for me because, you know, it was completely he honored. If anything I can remember about my dad is that he honored my mother. And it was, and it, it, to this day, there's, and I think it's something that, as men, uh, there, there's nothing that we really appreciate more about our fathers than how they treat our mothers, you know. And our, our, a lot of times our relationship with our fathers was based on how they treated our mothers. So I, I always had that model for me from how my dad was towards um, our family, uh, towards my mom. 
Uh, but I, you know, she, he, she, they share their own interesting story that he had to, he actually proposed to her twice, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that, that was the, I, I always, I always look at that and say, you know, here's a man that's just courageous. He proposes once and she doesn't think that he's right. And he believes, he believes that, that he's the right guy for her. And, and, you know, she'll tell you a hundred times a day that she, that he was absolutely right. You know, and I, I think, um, part of this too is teaching, um, men and young young men in particular to have the courage to approach a woman the right way you know and I, it, it, the thing is that we don't want to say this we don't want to admit this but interacting with a woman is probably one of the scariest things that we could possibly ever do but it, in the end it's probably the most fulfilling thing that we can do and when we do it the right way exactly and and one thing uh, that i want to really get shed some light on is the event that you have going on this weekend uh, the Honor Games, which coincides with the new guy code, uh, Honor, yeah. the new guy code, uh, going on this Saturday at the University of Miami. Uh, it's, it's a great concept. I mean, the way you guys have it set up with the, what it actually is and what the kids will be participating in. Uh, g- give us the, the rundown on the Honor Games. Yeah, well, the Honor Games is basically an obstacle course competition, you know. So it was, I, I decided that, we, you know, we decided that when we were looking at teaching these values that we wanted to focus on a middle school audience, you know, an, an age group that we thought was still moldable. But how do we teach, you know, kids that are constantly um, being, you know, they're in school all the time. And so we wanted to provide a new environment, a new teaching environment. The Honor Games just basically became, a, a place where we wanted to teach the values of, you know, honor, obedience, nobility, ownership, respect, teaching boys and girls that they can interact with each other in healthy ways. And, you know, in this new generation where everything is a Instagram or a, a Snapchat, it's actually putting kids back in front of each other to interact, you know, a real social, social environment, not just social networks, and trying to teach some of the things that we had, that what we were privileged to have, is real interaction, going outside and playing and being around each other and being accountable to each other. Um, so that'll be this, yeah, as you mentioned, this Saturday at the University of Miami. Uh, our, our honor drinks will be kicking her off, and uh, I hope we can uh, get y'all out there. Yeah, I mean, and it's a great event. I hope I have a bit of a head cold I'm trying to fight off. I hope it will allow me to get out there. Uh, probably being out in the sun will probably help that out. So, um, <laughs> but, but one thing, and, and, one, and listening to one of your speeches I, I saw on YouTube, uh, you you weren't naive to the fact that there are challenges and real challenges that and real obstacles uh, that our young people are facing, and, and you know, and, and trying to you know put them in this and, and challenging them to uh, take on this new guy code, honor the new guy code. There are some yeah. real challenges that they face, uh, whether it be peer pressure, where like you said, it's all the social Absolutely. media and all the things that comes with it. Uh, so <laughs> how do you kind of you know? find the balance and, and reach and tell the kids that it, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but you can be better. Absolutely. I, I think that's, um, I, I, I do, you know, it's, um, it, it is, it is a challenge because it's, sometimes it's just hard going against the grain. Um, I, I one of the things I would say uh, to anyone is that, you know, we all have an expectation of what we want, uh, for, for our loved ones. And, you know, us as boys who will become men, we will might raise daughters of our own, and there's going to be an expectation that we want for them. There's uh, there's hopes and dreams that we'll want for them, and I, I don't. I think it's just right. You know, whether we want to call it the golden rule, we treat people the way we want to be expected. So, you know, we we treat. 
someone else's daughter we want the way that we want our daughters to be treated eventually. But, you know, obviously, just like I said, the, and as you said, the, there is a tremendous amount of challenges in, in modern day, not just on the, um, you know, not just for boys, but girls are also changing um, dramatically in this new age. And mm-hmm. So it's part of the, the message, too, is not only teaching boys to have a higher perspective of girls, but also teaching girls that, to have a higher perspective of themselves, you know, to, to see worth in in more of themselves than an Instagram image or a shared post or, um, you know, uh, an image that, that shows more of her, her body and, you know, less of who she is as a person. Right, as we're joined by Chase Scott, author of Honor, the New Guy Code. Definitely want to go check that out. You can find it online. Uh, is it available uh, via ebook in uh, on, like, Kindle Fire and all that stuff, too? Absolutely, absolutely. Everything's at uh, newguycode.com. And uh, actually, with the initial book, we're going to be republishing it for the fall. And then there's a second edition that's a little bit more mature that will be coming out um, in May as well. Great stuff. Now, now one thing in that before we let you go, what do you want to leave our male student athletes, our young men uh, that are listening to the that will listen to the broadcast today? What is the, the resonating message that you want to leave with them? Uh, yeah, you know, thank you. And I, I, I would say this: we're we're in a, um, you know, I, I think for for us as men in general, um, we we have an opportunity to shape the world. And through this whole journey for myself, I've been able to, to, to go to places where, you know, these issues are a lot more serious than we, than what, than what we have in front, what we're dealing with in our, in our culture and in our environment. And, you know, I I think what we have to understand is that if we can change our attitudes towards girls and towards women in our own culture, it has a tremendous amount of effect on what happens to girls and women all throughout the world who deal, you know, I've been to places where 50% of women can report that they've been raped in their lifetime, where women can't walk at night, uh, you know, as soon as the sun goes down, but they know that they need to be inside the house. And that's no, you know, I think as men, we have to be the kind of men that, that change that, that challenge that, and, and, you know, want better for our sisters and daughters. Exactly. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, and I joke with my wife all the time because we're getting ready to start a family, and I said, I, I really hope we don't have a daughter uh, because I, what, what can I tell her? But I, I can honestly say yeah. that what, listening to you today uh, and, and, like I said, reading some, doing some early reading and research on your, on your book and your movement, it, it eased that pressure on me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah. Well, you know what I always say? that uh, I always, you know, I, I, there are times where I, I, I get exhausted by it myself, and I see sometimes some things that look bleak. And, I, you know, you, you kind of doubt sometimes, but I, I always remind myself that the world has changed before and the world can change again, you know? So we don't have to look out and say, you know, this is what it's going to be. I think sometimes the world just needs to be reminded of we can go off path, uh, go off track at times, and sometimes we just need to be recentered. And uh, that's what I hope is that, that we're a part of uh, a generation that recenters this and gets back to right and gets back to the right perspective on our relationships because we're all better off um, that way. Exactly. Jay, listen, thank you so much. I mean, I I'm greatly appreciate the time, uh, greatly appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, thank you. Definitely have my prayers and just well wishes to you and your movement and what you're doing, all your projects. Definitely you have a friend in JT Wilcox going forward, okay? I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Jay, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Jay Scott, author, uh, minister. He's actually the team chaplain for the Heat, and he says he's going to talk to UM tomorrow.
Uh, so that lets you know this guy, he, he's a real deal, you know, and he's definitely someone uh, worth listening to. Uh, so listen, and I told you guys before, we as young men, and we have to do the very best we can because so much comes at us, so many different things, and, and more, more of it is to bring us down. And we got to find ways to be better, to build ourselves up, to, to stand tall and do things the, the best way we possibly can because there are so many people counting on us. And that's one thing that I've always said I wanted to share uh, with my children, and I hope I can share it with just the, everyone listening. All your actions, and, and I'm speaking specifically to the men now, your actions each and every day, and, and even more so the older that you get, the more mature that you become, all of your actions have some great big ramifications. And you have to be cognizant. You have to be aware in yourself to say, I have to be the best person, the best man that I can be because the decision that I make today can have an effect or will have an effect on my family in 10 years or in 20 years or my kids in 20 years. So it is not to say that you have to constantly be under this pressure to, to be perfect or anything like that. No, because we all, we all will fall short from time to time. But what I'm saying is wherever you can be better, be better. Wherever you can do better, do better make better decisions, you know? So, and reading this book and, and listening to Chase speak uh, is definitely something you, I, I, I definitely uh, ask you guys to go do and recommend you guys go do. Check out newguycode.com. You can see all of his work there. Uh, you can order the book. He says it's available for uh, e-download and, uh, you know, the e-book store, well, iBook store and Kindle and Amazon, all that good stuff. So go check out the book. Honor, the new guy code, uh, some great stuff. And then he has the Honor Games going on uh, this Saturday, March 11th, at the University of Miami. Uh, so go support him and what he's doing. Great stuff. Chase Scott, thanks again, man. Uh, so that's it for today. Uh, congratulations again to Aubrey Hill. Uh, and then just thanks so – and Kevin Beard, too. God, can't forget KB. And thanks again to Chase Scott. Uh, honor, the new guy code. I mean, just awesome, awesome dude. Like I said, he has a friend and me uh, to steal a line from Toy Story. All right, so live from the crib, take us home. Trying to stay alive is a trip. I'm focused on the check the 305s where I live. Floating in my Chevy, feel it high.